I am Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, and I listen to the Straight Hustler Podcast. I love it. Hey, welcome back to the Straight Hustling Podcast, the Straight Hustling Show. This is Dick Darren. I got Stu with me. What's going on, Stu? Hey, man, getting ready for uh, getting ready to talk to the Reverend Peterson. Yeah, Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson. Some know him as Jesse the Body Peterson. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's gonna come on. We're gonna talk about his uh, bond organization. He's doing a lot of good things with that, and kind of get his uh view on how the world's going these days and talk to him a little bit and kind of feel him out. He's on uh, Fox News all the time. I just saw him on there the other day and he's got a really good message. So getting ready to bring him on. Stand by. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Jesse? This is uh, Dick Darren with Straight Hustling Podcast. Hey, how are you? Man, we're doing great. I got a buddy of mine, Stu, here also. How's it going, Jesse? I'm sorry, what's his name? Stu. Hey, how you doing? Great, great. How about you? Uh, all is well. All right, man. We want to thank you for uh, taking a few minutes out of your busy schedule, man, to talk to us. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I know uh, I saw you were on uh, Fox News today again, man. That's kind of where I originally uh, saw you and heard your message. And I contacted you a couple of years ago and talked to you over the phone. And and uh, now we got this podcast going up. I was like, oh, man, I got to get Jesse Lee on here. And- <laughs> Congratulations on your podcast. I wish you well with that, man. Oh, thank you. I know you got your radio show going also, right? Yes. Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific time. Oh, yeah. I was wanting to talk about the Bond organization. Where are you, where are you located? Oh, we're out of Nashville. Oh, okay. Right on. It snowed down there recently, right? No. no I think that was Kentucky. Yeah, probably in Kentucky. We haven't got much. They're calling for some like later next week, Monday. Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe we'll get some. You don't have any where you're at, do you? No, it's 84 degrees now. <laughs> uh, I, as a matter of fact, I, was, I just driving, I was, uh, I had both windows down and I started to turn the air on. It was so hot. <laughs> Rub it in. <laughs> uh, no, huh? <laughs> it's cold here, but we're not really getting snow, but it's been cold. So that's been. Right. This is why one of the reasons I love LA is the weather, man. It's very, very nice. Yeah, yeah. I've never been there. We'll have to come out there and check it out. You can show us around. I'll be happy to. (laughs) (laughs) We need to definitely come when it's winter here. I'm telling you. So uh, what kind of – I saw you were on Cavuto today. Kind of what were you discussing on there? Well, um, so are we on right now? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I didn't realize that. (laughs) I was like, hey, you want to talk about the Bond organization? And you were like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, I, but I didn't realize we were on. I just thought I thought you were telling me the subjects you want to deal with. Oh no! Well, let me first tell you about Bond. Uh, this month is our 25th anniversary, and uh, I started Bond in order to rebuild the family by rebuilding the man, because I realized some 26 years ago or so that Black Americans are suffering not due to racism but the lack of moral character and the destruction of the family. And if we don't 
uh, uh, rebuild families, they're going to only get worse rather than getting better. And uh, they have a, black Americans, not all but most, have a moral issue. They have turned away from God to, and toward government and black and so-called black leadership. And so now they're not thinking for themselves, and for the most part, they're not doing for themselves. And so things can only get worse. They got to turn away from their so-called black leaders um, and, and turn back to God. So we are educating these kids. We are showing them how to overcome their anger. We uh, help find jobs, start businesses. And if they want to get into colleges or universities around the country, we also help with that as well. And one other quick thing is that last year, this is our second year now, we started a private school, Bond Leadership Academy, for boys and girls, grades 1 through 12. And so we're educating them and teaching them a trade. So when they finish high school, at least they'll know how to do something. Uh, they will have a trade. As long as you have can work with your hands, you know, you won't ever have to worry about being hungry oh, yeah. or relying on someone else. So we are bringing back, we work with all men, all people, but our primary focus is on the black family. And I'm proud to tell you that we uh, have never received one dime from the government, nor have we asked for a dime from the government. Uh, it's people helping us to help others. And the folks that we help, they come back and donate their time and finance so that we can help other people along the way. So it's really good. It's, God has been very good to us. It's just been absolutely amazing. But it's all about the character and not the color. As a matter of fact, this is Black History Month. And so we put a challenge out there to black Americans. Take this racist month, because it is a racist month, uh, and overcome your blackness. Focus on character and not color, because as long as your focus is on the color, you're never going to get anywhere in life. You would never develop the character that God intended for us, for us to have. So get away from color and focus on morality this month while you're celebrating it, so-called Black History Month. And that's what we're basically about. How many, uh, you talked to you, you're saying you just started the private school part. Um, how many children do you have in the school right now? Well, right now we only take 15, and um, we're taking 15, and now we're getting more and more requests. Uh, we are starting to search for a larger building so that we can continue to grow. Awesome. But because we, we provide grants for the kids who that can't afford to come. We have them write out an essay as to why they want to come to the school because we only take those, as we have always done, who are really ready to change and they're ready to discipline themselves in order to make that change. So right now it's 15, but we're, we're going to have to expand because the request is being is a uh, overload right now. Yeah, I hope that keeps growing and working out for you, man. That's awesome, uh, making a big change in their lives. And it's good when you can uh, get past uh, relying on the government and yeah. and seeing what kind of you know how how great it is to get out there and do things for yourself and how much you can accomplish when That's you're not right. just dependent. Yeah, I uh, as you know, I grew up on a plantation down in Alabama, and uh, I grew up under the Jim Crow laws. I, uh, I had to, we were taking, the boys were taken out of school twice a year to, uh, uh, harvest the crop, to plant the crop and then to bring it in. 
So I, I, I did finish high school, but I didn't get a really good education. But because I love what's right and I wasn't taught to hate, I was taught to work and how to manage my money and my life. Uh, I'm, uh, God has blessed me to do very well in life. And so it's not even that you have to have a, 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 a expensive education. As long as you got those values and you treat people the way you would like to be treated, and you manage your money and stop invest and do things, you can make it in this great country, man. There's nothing holding you back but yourself. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's that's right. Yourself is the one you got to blame if you're not getting out there and, and performing and getting ahead. But I do also think that um, you know that American dream that been a, you know it's been really obtainable as long as you want to get out there and work. And but I do think it's kind of shifting the other way a little bit now. It seems like. It, the more you try to get out there and help yourself, the more they want to take back from you. Yeah, that's why I tried to warn them not to vote for Barack Obama uh, back in 2008 because I knew that he was a far left liberal socialist redistribution of wealth, black liberation theology, racist man that hated Christians and hated the Jews, and that he was going to turn this country into a socialist society, and he's doing it. The taxes are higher than ever. Uh, he, uh, the middle class and, uh, and those who are working their incomes are not uh, as they were when he came into office, and they have gotten worse. And you know, it just it, it is harder now than it was prior to Barack Obama. It still could be done, and hopefully we can hold on until we get him out of there, man. Because if <laughs> If things continue in the manner that they are going with this guy in there, it's over for this country. We will never recover. Yeah, we'll just be like all the other countries where everybody's trying to come here. We'll be like uh-huh. them. Yeah. And we don't want that in this country. Yeah, and that's what makes this country great is that, you know, no matter where you're at, people are still trying to come to this country. Everybody know. and their mama. <laughs> we can't keep the illegals, illegals out. The Taliban's are coming. Oh, yeah. Everybody coming here. <laughs> Yeah. Because we are great. Some but good, the, some not so good. Right, that's right. I was about to say the Islamic, radical Islamic Muslims, they don't like the way we are, so they're coming to destroy. And uh, but and then a lot of the illegal aliens are coming because they want freebies. They you know they hear about you can go there, you can get welfare, you get free houses, free food, free everything. So they're coming here for those. Most of them, not all, for those reasons. And they are helping to bring the country down as well. Now, one of the things is, I guess they're going to be able to apply for the uh, the um, earned income tax. Credit. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, Obama, under Obama, in my opinion, illegal uh, amnesty. They can now get the illegals can get a driver's license and a social security number. But the interesting thing is that when they're at down at the DMV getting the driver's license, the workers there ask you if you want to register to vote. And so a lot of these folks are going to register to vote, and they're going to be voting for the Democrats, illegally voting for the Democrats. And it's just one uh, mess after another, because this is what Obama wants for America, and he's hell-bent on doing it. And it, it, it appears that there's nothing to stop him because the Republicans are not going to do anything. Some of them are afraid due to fear of being called racist. And then 
but the rhino Republicans, they agree with Barack Obama with what he's doing, in what he's doing, so they're not going to do anything about it. The liberal media are not going to stop it because they are afraid of being called racist, and in many cases, they agree with Barack. So, in all honesty, man, short of a miracle from God, these next two years are going to be hell for a lot of people because I don't see this guy stopping, being stopped. There's no telling what we got in store for us for the next couple of years. It's going to be interesting. It sure, it sure is. And my other concern why this man is in the White House is that all of our lives are at risk right now, and it's going to get worse with time, in that in Israel for years they've had suicide bombers, people shot up in malls and on buses and places like that. We are already experiencing that somewhat, but it's going to get worse, and we're going to have to uh, live in the way that Israel is living, in that we got to watch our backs now when we go to a crowded place, or a movie, or on a bus, or and even flying on an airplane, because Obama refused to stop these people. It is almost like he's inviting them in. Yeah. And, and some say he's trying to appease them, thinking that if he is nice to them, they'll go away. Others believe that he is, Obama is a Muslim, and that's why he's going along with it, because he's never defended Christianity, but he's always defending Islam. And so it just, it, I can't believe this is happening in my country. I wake up sometimes just thinking, how did we get to this point, this great nation? That's amazing. Yeah, I always see him defending the uh, the Muslims, but always attacking the Christians. I know, and due to fear, wifels are not stopping him, and then most blacks agree with him because he's black. <laughs> and so, it just there's nothing out there. I, I just never thought it would get this way. But there's nothing out there to stop the son of Satan. So on, when you're out um, giving your message, are you really being able to uh, get people to change their way of thinking, how does that usually? Some are. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, not a you know not a whole lot of black people at one time, but some blacks are they're, they're rethinking uh, uh, their position in life, and but most are so addicted to their color and addicted to hating that it's hard for them to see the truth. But yes, some people, some are. We have done very well over the years and and that's what I love about the truth is you put it out there and even when people get mad and call you names and want to kill you and all that just forgive them watch your back the truth will work on your behalf because you can't make people accept the truth but you can definitely point the way for them yeah well I hope Obama doesn't listen to our show he'll probably shut my podcast down <laughs> Well, he definitely doesn't want any the truth to get out, that's for sure. <laughs> I saw he's making the rounds and doing some uh, shows and things now. Has, has he uh, contacted you about being on your show, on your radio show? Not yet. <laughs> and I don't expect to hear from him either. <laughs> I would love to interview Barack Obama. There's so many things I absolutely want to hear him say. But that's not going to happen. He's on those silly shows. Yeah, yeah. That would be pretty amazing to get him on your show, though. And, and uh, uh well, you know, there is a God, so all things are possible. <laughs> you just never know. But he's doing this media campaign right now because as of Sunday, um, if you have not joined Obama's socialized health care plan, 
and you don't have insurance, you're going to be fined uh, uh, when you file your income tax. And I believe this year they're going to take $400 away from you, and, and next year I believe it's $700. So he's trying to get as many people as possible to sign up for Obamacare. Yeah, man. That's going to be a mess. I, I don't even get any back anyway, so <laughs> that should be more pain. Did you see him doing that selfie thing? Yeah, yeah, with the selfie stick. <laughs> that was so silly, man. <laughs> I, I almost felt sad for him, a grown man who is the president of the United States of America, would allow him, himself to act that way and, and present himself in such a weak, weak manner. This is not a time for Barack Obama to be doing those types of things, uh, knowing that what we are dealing with, we are dealing with evil from uh, the uh, Islamic terrorist people, and he's presenting himself in that way. I don't even understand that, man. It's absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, kind of some of the things you were just saying about how that happens in the things happen in Israel, and now they're starting to happen here. But I think Israel, um, I think they understand what's happening to them, so they prepare. Yeah, I don't think we're preparing here. Maybe we will once things start jumping off a little more, but I think it's going to be wide open, and we have no idea who's in this country. You're right. You're right. We're not prepared. Israel has this has been going on for so long there. They are uh, really equipped to deal with it. We are not, and that's what's scary about it as well. You know, we, we had a beheading. Remember that beheading? Yeah. In Oklahoma? And, and then we had the shooting in Texas at the, at Fort Hood, uh, Texas, while the guy was shot at Allahu Akbar. Yeah. And the guy in, uh, Oklahoma was a Muslim as well. And then in New York, another Muslim attacked some cops there with a hatchet. And it just go on and on and on. And yet, Obama will not call it what it is. And the liberal press is not calling it what it is. So the people have a false sense of safe, of being safe when it's really not real. It's all workplace violence. Yeah. <laughs> Senseless violence, workplace Random. violence. He's not calling it evil. Terrorist. And he's yeah. not calling it radical Islam. Well, uh, I know right now it seems like the country is more divided on race. Anything that comes up, it's got to be a black and white issue, which I never really understand anyway because there's more races besides black and white, but it seems like there's always a black and white. Yeah. And I think really the only color that matters is the green who has the money. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't get nowadays. It seems like we're more divided than ever. It's like everything that comes up, it's turn, it's got some racial spin, even though it has nothing to do with race. Barack Obama and Eric Holder have helped create this type of environment as well. We saw with the Ferguson situation, Trayvon Martin situation, uh, that, that, uh, professor in Boston, Massachusetts, he gets involved and he given out the impression that with his words and action that America is a racist society, that whites are still hating blacks, that cops hate blacks. When, before Obama got in office, I believe it was something like 30% of black Americans thought that this country was a racist society. Today is in the 80 percentile now. So we are more divided under a black president than any other time in the history of America. It's amazing that, you know, we, we have the first black president, but we're still labeled as like a, a racist society. I know. <laughs> and as long as he can 
present that kind of environment, it keeps the people separated and divided. And that allows him to create this socialist society that he's sincerely working on. And that's why he keeps promoting that kind of stuff. He doesn't want the people united together because when you're together as one, you could stop this kind of stuff. If you're divided, uh, we will be conquered. And so another thing, too, is like when 9-11 happened, things like that, big major events happen. it seems like the country kind of comes together. So as these uh, attacks start coming here, if they do start coming here, I hope they don't, but it looks like it's going that way. Will the country start coming closer together as these things start happening? or, or Well, this- I believe so, but they, if they stop for a minute, then the po- people go back to their, their uh, little corners. It's, it's a fake, well, maybe it's sincere their heart, but it, it's not a lasting, everlasting unity. They come together during a crisis, they help clean up the crisis, they do what it takes to make it a little better, but as soon as they feel comfortable again, they go back to their own private country, uh, uh, corner, and then the hate starts all over again, and it's just a never ending. People gotta come, wake up, hopefully without pain, but whatever it takes to wake them up is going to take that. But you shouldn't have to have another plane crashing into the buildings and people killed and all that kind of stuff before people wake up. But some people are so stubborn, man, that it takes that. Oh, yeah. And when you have people just preaching division all the time, I mean, it kind of makes you start thinking that way, too, if it's all you're hearing is division. That's right. Yeah. That is so true. I just saw, like, Carl Malone just came out with a few things. I didn't really get to see everything that he said, but... um. Well, I know some of the things he said was that black people need to start doing for themselves. They need to start thinking. They need to create and do for themselves. And he was right on about that. And I'm surprised he hasn't been really attacked. I haven't heard any major attacks from the so-called black leadership. But I was happy to hear him say that because we need more black men standing up and fighting for the family, fighting, you know, using the truth to bring people together and hopefully wake them up. So I was really happy to hear him say that. Yeah. You know, you asked me what, why I was on Neil Cavuto today. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, head of the FBI, James, what is his name? Uh, I can't think of his last name, I apologize. Okay. But he's the head of the FBI. And he gave a speech at Georgetown University. And in that speech, uh, 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 among many other things he said, he said that everybody is a racist and that everybody has a little racist in them, racism in them. And, uh, he compared Trayvon Martin's situation to that of those two cops that was killed, uh, in New York by the black Muslim while sitting in their car doing their job. And so I was going to talk about that. And the first thing I said is that all folks in this country are not racist. Maybe this guy is a racist, but most people, especially white Americans, they are not racist. They are bent over backwards. They have done all that they can do to appease black Americans. They don't, they don't have anything else to give. And to compare what happened to those two officers to that of, Trave, of uh, Michael Brown was absolutely wrong as well. Michael Brown was a thug who robbed a convenience store, went out into the streets and attacked a cop. He attacked a worker in the store who tried to stop him. He was not raised properly, 
and the two officers were men who was in, were in the black community at the time trying to protect black people doing their job. And, you know, as far as we know, they were decent men. And so this guy from the FBI, James uh, Comery, I believe it's Comer or Comery, was absolutely wrong. And not all people are racist. I'm not a racist. I used to be when I first moved to California and got involved with Jackson and those people. But I'm not a racist. And so that's not true. And I said that most black people are racist because we have not dealt with black racism. So much of that going around now that everything has a racist spin on it, no matter what it is. And It's ridiculous. Man, yeah, yeah. It would be nice to, uh, you know, everybody work to try to achieve good things. And, and uh, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to happen. But so I, I, hear, I guess uh, with all the stuff that went on in Ferguson, Al Sharpton and they're there right now, probably rebuilding it now, right? No way. <laughs> as soon as, uh, you know, they did a federal investigation there and they found no sign of racism that, you know, in that particular situation. And so as soon as they find that kind of stuff out, they go and they, leave, they pack up and leave with no apology to the officer Dan Wilson or any white person that they do that to. They, they, they were, just pack up and leave. Those people's lives are ruined, and they, they don't try to help restore their lives or anything. They go and just wait for a next white-on-black incident. Yeah, I think they pack up and leave once the cameras leave. That's when they leave. Yeah. They got all the attention and money and whatever it is, destroy folks' lives, and they just go and and wait. You know, it's amazing, too, that uh, Al Sharpton, the worst of the worst of the worst, is the point man for Barack Obama <laughs> when it comes to dealing with racism. It's like putting the fox in charge of the hen house. <laughs> that guy's always been like a, a joke to me. I anyway. know. And now he's like, yeah, he's in charge in the White House. That's pretty pretty amazing. Well, you know, he's I guess he's turned his life around maybe. And doing he hasn't turned thing. his life around at all. <laughs> and there are reports out there that he's, uh, owed the IRS anywhere between three to four million dollars. Yeah, I saw that, man. And and Obama's allowed the guy to get away with that too. I wish I could just get a million. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you will one day, man. You're a good man. Uh, I'm working towards it, man. Working hard. I just yeah, it'll, it'll happen. I just saw uh, one of the things right before we got you on the phone. I was looking and I kind of saw on Facebook that you had a uh, a past interview with the uh chris kyle the guy from the american sniper movie and i'm gonna go back and listen to that but how was that man i at the time it was an honor and it still is you know i had no idea that he would be dead soon after that but it was an honor to interview chris kyle i couldn't believe that i had that opportunity we had a really good conversation he is a uh well he was a true american and a man that really loved what's right. And, and I realized the reason, one of the reasons that he loved what was right and he was a true American is because he grew up close to his father. And he, his father taught him to be independent, to love his country, to hunt. And whenever you are that close to your father, whether you are male or female, whatever color, you end up being becoming a really good citizen. When you love your father, you love what's right. And a whole lot of folks are not growing up close to their fathers, and so you don't see that in them. But it was an honor 
I think you're going to really enjoy the interview. It was an yeah. honor to interview him. I'm going to go back and check that out tonight. I just kind of brushed past and was like, oh, I'm going to go listen to that. <laughs> yeah, that guy, man, I know there's been a little bit of criticism about him, but, I mean, this guy sacrificed. I mean, he was – how many tours did he do over there overseas? I mean, you leave yeah. your family – to go fight for other people's family. I mean, that's a sacrifice, and, and he did it time and time again, so I don't know how you could even say anything bad about the guy. They're just jealous uh, because he was a good man, and they hate good. Did you see the movie yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw it uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what did you think? I thought it was pretty good, yeah. Man, it was, I don't know how the accuracy of it and everything, but, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was uh, one of those movies that was – like, as soon as it was over, the whole movie theater was just silent. You didn't really yeah. hear. I mean, nobody even talked going out of the place or anything. It was just, it was, it was just crazy, you know, to kind of see all the stuff he did and went through and the way it ended. It, I kind of knew how it ended anyway because watching the news and everything, but. All right. No, I saw it too. And I haven't gone to a movie theater in a long time because many, if not most of the movies are so boring, <laughs> but, uh, I went to see that and I, I was blown away. Yeah. And it just really, really touched my heart. I usually go see uh, comedy movies. I like to go laugh and have a good time. And uh, that's right. <laughs> I used to, at one point, when uh, people knew how to act, with actors and actresses was were good, I would go to the movie one to two times a week. That's how much I loved movies. But I like I love good acting in. Yeah, I like the real deal. Yeah. And it just for the most part it's just not out there anymore. We got a uh, we got a young guy out of uh Atlanta, Georgia we talked to. a young guy coming up named Charles Patrick. I told him I was gonna uh let let you know his name. He's a big fan of yours and he's got a uh kind of a website and a movement. It's a cha- a challenge. You know when they had the ice bucket challenge, he's got a challenge that he put out called the pull your damn pants up challenge. And, uh, he's got a website out. <laughs> real, real cool guy. We interviewed him and, uh, he was Sounds a big good. fan of yours. So I was like, oh, I'm going to let him know that, uh, that, uh, you know, that you're, you're a big fan of him. His name's Charles Patchett. I appreciate that. How old is he? Uh, he's probably, he's a young guy. I'd say, uh, I didn't ask him his age. I'd say, what do you think, yeah, Stu? Like, maybe, I'm thinking around his 30s. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little under 30, yeah. Uh, young guy. Right on. Well, I'd love to meet him because I, I support anyone who's standing up for what is right. Yeah. He's yeah. going All back, to, he's have going to back come to, together. He's going back to the, you know, respect yourself, look good, and good comes to you. And your family. Right yeah. on. Yeah. I love that. That is what's needed. If, if ever we needed that, we need it now. Well, well okay, I would love to meet him one day, man. Yeah, I'll man. look him yeah. up I'm tell on him, his website. I'll tell him to contact you, yeah. Well, man, I, like I said, I appreciate you taking out this time to talk to us, man. I know you're busy with all this. you got a ton of stuff going on. I don't even know how you hold it all together. Um, you, you know, I have a, a good staff, a staff that was given to me by God, and uh, God is with us. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. And, and, and as you said, hold up in the manner that we hold up. But because of him, it's happening, and I'm totally grateful. I want people to go to my website. May I give it out? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask Okay. You. It is uh, bondinfo.org, B as in boys, B-O-N-D-I-N-F-O dot O-R-G, bondinfo.org. Or they could call 
because some people, older people don't like to use computers, they can call 1-800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND for more information as well. Awesome. Hey, one more thing before we let you go. We got this yeah. thing we kind of do, it's kind of just for fun, called the uh, the hustling round, where we just kind of ask a couple questions, and you just kind of say whatever pops in your head. Nothing really <laughs> nothing really means anything, but uh, you think you'll do that with us? I will. I'll be happy to. All right. First one we got is Hannity or Combs? Uh, Hannity. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. What about yeah. uh, the uh, better of the two comedians, Dennis Miller or Al Sharpton? Uh, Dennis, of course. <laughs> That's a good one. I got Jeb Bush, Hillary Clinton, or Donald Trump. Neither. <laughs> you mean as far as president? I, I don't know for what. I was just asking. Oh, now, of those three, I like Jeb Bush as a person, but if I had to choose one, it would be Donald Trump. Yeah, I respect uh, Jeb Bush, but I don't think I'm going to vote for him. I hope he's not going to run. Here. <laughs> No, we need Jeb Bush is going to let all the illegals continue to come in, and we need someone that's going to be strong for a change and do what's right, and that will feel good. Yeah, we need somebody new in there. Yes. Yeah. New and of courage and yeah. love the country. Uh, someone like Chris Kyle. Yeah, right. With yeah. that type of personality. Yeah, yeah. What about your favorite food? Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Corn. Uh, fried corn and uh, biscuit with honey on it. Man, that sounds good. I'm getting hungry. Uh, <laughs> All right. I've uh, got a couple more. Last vacation spot. Uh, last vacation, Hawaii. Oh, nice, man. I try to, at the end of each year, I try to get away and spend some time to myself. Because all year, man, and, and it's not a complaint, but I'm just totally busy working with folks and don't really have that downtime. So I try to go somewhere and... Uh, the last place I went was uh, Hawaii. Awesome! I've been wanting to go there, but man, I just I don't really like flying much. I know it's a long flight from Nashville. Oh yeah, it's about five hours, I believe, from California, from Los Angeles. But mm-hmm. it's beautiful. It's like paradise. Yeah. All right. How about you? Got to pick one. You're on an island with Jesse Jackson, Ted Nugent, or Nancy Pelosi. I'm on Ted Nugent. They <laughs> should be able to eat if he's on there with you. That's right. That's what I was thinking. I wouldn't go hungry. <laughs> what about your uh, favorite musician to relax to? Um, you know, honestly, right now I don't have one. Okay. Right. Not a favorite. Well, just what kind of music you listen to? I like soft music. You know, I listen to soft music that you do, you know, you can relax to and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right, awesome. man, it was a pleasure talking to you, and I'd love to have you on again sometime, man. I really believe in your message, and you're doing a lot of great things and trying to bring everybody together as one. Uh, can't thank you enough, man. Great, great well, time. I appreciate you, too. So anytime, man, just let me know. I will. You I wish it. you guys well, too. Thank you, man. The best All for right, you, now. too. Thank you. Bye. All right. All right, that was the Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson coming to you. Live from Straight Hustling. Well, it's not live. It might be recorded. But uh had a good show. He's got a lot of cool things going on in California. And uh, appreciate him uh stopping by to talk to us. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up. We got uh Lana Turner coming. Uh, we got 
Little White. We got Jelly Roll for all you rap fans out there. And uh, we got Eddie Money coming. That'll be coming up soon. And we got some special guests that we haven't even announced yet. You're going to have to keep standing by and listening. Stu, tell them uh, where they can find all our information at. Hey, man, y'all just be sure to check us out at www.straighthustling.com. That's S-T-R, the number 8, H-U-S-T-L-I-N.com. Hey, and be sure you hit us up on our Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we're on both of those. And uh, iTunes, uh, go there. You can download our podcast. And be sure you like what you hear, man, because they like to see the people liking us. And also, we got a little uh, advertisement in the top right corner. Every time you click on it, we get 12 cents. We need the money. Please click. It only takes a second to click. (laughs) All right, everybody. We're out. If you ain't hustling, you ain't living. Later. Lies and misery